0: Talking hoops with Talking hoops with Talking hoops with Talking hoops with It's your ghost. Talking hoops with Talking hoops with Talking hoops with It's your ghost. already know what it is it's your coach that knows with the most men it's coach cam we back with another episode this is episode two you already know how do. we do we're gonna call this one double overtime because we're going double ot on all the hoops talk baby it's your man coach cam in the house talking hoops and this week we're gonna talk about the nba the nba started up you've got a good full week of games uh, you got some teams at the top that aren't normally there so we're gonna talk about some surprise teams talk about some surprise players players that you know probably are peaking our interest here in the early parts of the NBA season we're going to talk about I'm going to put a curtain back I got, I got to bring my segments back like I said I'm going to talk about some nine d one recruiting because to be honest a lot of coaches a lot of high school coaches the majority of your players aren't playing division one the majority of your players are going to play division two II, division three JUCO and NAIA if, if you're active on trying to get your kids to play at the next level that's what was. That was my goal as a coach. I wanted to make sure that my guys had the opportunities to play at the next level if they could. So I'm gonna pull the curtain back because there's a lot of things you you need to know at the nine Division One level. Division One level. Division One recruiting is different than D two, D three, JUCO, and, and NAI. It's it's different. It is. So I gotta pull the curtain back. I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about coaches. Players. The whole nine. I got a whole segment about it. It's called the Pull the Curtain Back segment, and I just talk about specifically one portion of college or high school basketball. we also going to talk about, got some updates for you, got some classics coming up, got some camps coming up, so I got to give you information on that. And I got the five Dollar Flame Five, you know what I'm saying? So I got to drop some fan FanDuel tips for you. But it's your coach that knows who's the most, and we're going to start off like this, man. You know, I got to talk about the NBA. Got to, because that's the thing that's popping right now It's the NBA. The college has just started. We got some exhibition games coming up. But got to talk about the NBA. And the Brooklyn Knicks needed Kyrie more than I thought. I thought KD and Harden was enough to get it done, but it's not. KD is still giving you 25 to 30. James Harden is still, hes t- he ain't shooting the ball well. He's still getting some good assists. He's not re- He's just not in shape, okay? And that's, that's what James Harden normally does. In the first 10 to 15 games, he ain't in shape. So you really can't trust on him unless he's your end-all, be-all, unless he's like the guy. And he's not the guy. KD is the guy. Let's let's just be straight. KD is the guy. And I thought they had enough to just get it done with KD and James Harden, but they don't. And they're sitting right around 500. Uh, They've won a couple games, but they've lost some, too. Now, their schedule has been pretty tough. They played the 76ers. They played some tough teams in the East. So with that being said, we're not going to talk about them missing Kyrie. We're going to talk about the fact that James Harden isn't in shape where he needs to be. And the rest of the guys on that roster need to step the hell up. Joe Harris, you need to be shooting the boy at the high level. Patty Mills, good player. You can pencil him in for 12 points a game, but he's still a little guard. He can't really check nobody. And not to say he's a liability, he's a good little player. What the Nets are needing, they need another third certified score. Now, this is the place where Karis Levert would flourish. But they just shipped Karis Levert away. He could easily get 20 on this roster. But who's the next guy on this roster that could give you 20 points a game? The reason why there's a pause is because it's nobody. They don't have nobody on that roster that could give them 20 outside of Katie and Harden. Bruce Bourne ain't, ain't uh productive like he was toward the end of last season and in the playoffs. I mean, he's barely even playing. Joe Harris isn't shooting the ball very well. So who else they got on their roster? LaMarcus Aldridge is, he had a year off and he was injured. So, like, he ain't it. So, we were – everybody was looking for the Lakers and the Nets finals, and it ain't looking like that early on. But it's hard for us to determine what's going to happen at the end of the season at the beginning 82 games, 72 games, however many they're going to play, it's a long season. So you can't judge early, but you can see some trends. And the trend is the Nets need a third score or it's not. they're not going to be able to beat the higher teams in the East like the Bucks, like the Heat, like Chicago. They're not going to be able to beat those Team 76ers without having a third certified score unless KD and Harden can average 30 or close to it. That's the only way they can get it done. So... With that being said, KD looks really good. He looks like one of the best players in the league and one of the best players in the world. Shooting the ball at a high level. He's scoring a bunch of points. Now he's getting rebounds, getting a few assists, but he needs some help. Come on, Harden. Come on, dog. Hey, man, little, little baby needs to make another, he need to do something, man, because, you know, y'all hanging out a lot, and we ain't seeing the production like we normally see from James Harden. We normally see 30s, 35s, 32 and 12, like where that's at. We're going to need that James Harden to step up to the plate. But KD is playing like at an MVP level, in my eyes. In my eyes, KD is playing at an MVP level. He just need his team to back him up a little bit because uh, their lack of depth is really bad. And like we talked about last week, we talked about the Lakers. Now, of course, on most podcasts, most um, channels, sports channels, they always talk about the Yankees, the Lakers, you know, the top. You know, the the, the Cowboys, you know, and I hate doing that. I hate to sound like Jalen and Jacoby. But, of course, we got to talk about the Lakers. As I said it last week, they not clicking. They not clicking. This is not just a, oh, it's just early on in the year. No, this is not that. It's not that. They just lost last night to, who did they lose to? Was it the Cleveland Cavaliers or somebody? And they just barely beat. Um, The San Antonio Spurs, like, they got some bad losses. I don't know if they lost to the Cavs. I forget who they played. But I'm here to tell you that experiment is not clicking, and it's not going to go well. LeBron gets hurt, and AD and Russ got to both go for 30 for them to win in overtime against the Spurs. You put LeBron into the mix... That's less shots for AD. That's less shots for Russ. That's less time with the ball in their hands. Like I said, they got too many ball-dominant guys. Not going to go down that road again. But I'm here to tell you, this is not just an early experiment that's not going well. It's not clicking. It's not going to work, in my opinion. Something's going to have to change. Either either Russ is going to have to take a less scoring approach and a more playmaking, getting assists approach and being a defender and trying to get some steals and some scores out of that. That's the only way it's going to work with him, with Rush trying to be a scorer on his team or LeBron trying to be a scorer on his team. It's not going to work, man. Just that's just my opinion. It's not going to work. So with that being said, I want to talk about some teams and some players that it is working for. Got a couple of surprise teams and players for you. The first team I, I mentioned last week that this team was good, the Bulls. The Bulls only have one loss, but they got a nice roster of players, man. You got DeMar DeRozan, averaging 20 a game. You got Lonzo Ball, who looks like a certified NBA player. He doesn't just look like uh, a ball brother. He he doesn't look like one of them. He looks like a certified, solidified NBA basketball player. Where he's giving you solid stats around 14 and 6 a game, 4 or 5 rebounds. Like He's pivotal to the Bulls' success Because Zach Levine is a S-T-U-D stud. Zach Levine is a stud. The Zach Levine you thinking about, you thinking about the Zach Levine that won a duck contest. The Zach Levine I'm talking about is first or second team All-NBA, averaging 28 points per game and shooting 50% from the field. That's the Zach Levine I'm talking about. And if he can keep up these numbers, trust me, he'll be first or second team. Probably not first team All-NBA because those, you know, goes to the favorites. But I can see a second-team all-NBA type of uh, season for Zach Levine if he keeps the numbers up. If he doesn't keep the numbers up, ain't no telling what them or the Bulls are going to do. Uh, But the thing about the Bulls is this. They have Zach Levine. You got Vucevic that's getting 11 rebounds and 8 points a game, almost a double-double. But they have depth. You got guys like Patrick Williams out of Florida State. He's in his second or third year. He's giving good production off the bench. Now you got Kobe White. You don't have to start Kobe White. Kobe White can come off the bench and be effective and make plays for this roster. And they got a couple guys like that where it's just like, okay, they got a couple guys in the bench that can make plays. They shouldn't be your main guys. Kobe White can't be your, your, your number one point guard. He can't be the starter. But he's a very good backup. Very good backup. So... They got some pieces. They're gonna do damage in the East, but we're gonna learn very early about the Chicago Bulls. And here's why. Their next 10 games will decide their season. Their next 10 games will decide their season. Right now they're sitting at five and one, top of the East. One or two in the East, five and one. But their next 10 games, here's their next 10 games. They got the Hicks tonight, they got the Knicks tonight, got the Jazz, got the Celtics, 76ers two times, got the Nets. The Mavs, Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So in those 10 games, they gotta go seven and three. Cause that'll push it about 12 and 4, and they'll still keep you in the one, two range in the East. You go five and five, and now you're 10 and 6, you're nine and seven. I don't know. You're gonna be right in the middle of a pack like everybody else. So if the Bulls are for real, in the next 10 games, he'll win seven out of ten. And the three teams out of these ten, I, I think they could beat, they could beat the Lakers because the Lakers are not playing well. They can they can beat the Nets because the Nets just they don't have depth. So if unless KD goes for 40, I think they could beat the Nets. Um, I think they'll split with the 76ers. So that's you know, that's another one right there. But there's three teams I know they're not beating. They they're gonna lose one to the 76ers. They might lose to the Jazz or Knicks, one of those two, and I don't think they beat the Clippers or the Warriors. So one of those two teams are going to beat them, but I think they could win the rest of the games. So that'll put them at 7-3 and three, and looking at like 12-4 and four top at East. It, that, mean, that makes them a player. That means a the, the, uh, quarter of your season, so that's 16 games. 16 times 2 is 32, times 2, that's 64. So that's almost 25% of your season is right here, you know, minus about four or five games. So we're going to find out a lot about the Bulls. So I like the Bulls so far. The Hornets are for real. Newsflash, Charlotte is for real. Somebody tell Michael Jordan to back up the Brinks truck because you got some pairs to play, right? They are for real. And LaMelo is balling, pun intended. LaMelo is balling. And we said it on this podcast a year ago, a year or so ago. He was the number one pick. We we told we said Lamelo is the best player in his draft. He has the highest upside. He's got the most potential. He hasn't even touched. He hasn't even come close to his peak. And Lamelo is one of those young players that's trying to figure it out. He's like, okay, I'm seeing Dame getting 200 million. Like I can, I can't get with Dame, but if I get close to it, I should get paid. I know Lamelo trying to get paid, and I know JJ is in his ear. Because J.J. is like, hey, look, man, I know you good, but you ain't, you ain't dame stepping them. You ain't like them. Them guys getting 200 million. You getting five. So what you got to do is get in the lab. And I follow Melo on social media and I don't see him doing a whole lot of riffraff because he's 20 years old. He's in the lab because he realized I got to get this 200 million. I gotta get this 200 million. And for money to get this 20 million, I gotta get in the lab, I gotta get stronger, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm consistent from three. He making three, four, five threes now. There are a lot of people saying they couldn't make a three. I seen him make a bunch of them, so I was like, oh, I think he can make NBA three. He's proven he's can now. He's proven. In his first couple of games, he was tw- he he was he's putting up some big numbers. 20s, 30s, you know, high assist. He's getting it done, man. We got to talk about one of our mid-recruit guys, guy from right here, Flinttown. We went to Michigan State. Hey, he reminded y'all, listen, I was a top-tier player when I was in high school. I wasn't some of these guys that's getting out the mud. Like, I was a top-tier guy. I went to a top prep school. We was nationally ranked. We almost won a national championship. And now that I get to the league, it's time to remind y'all that Miles Bridges is on a mission. We're going to call him Mission Miles because he's on a mission. He's on a mission to get that rookie extension that he's eligible for. He's eligible for the rookie extension that DeAndre Ayton didn't get. He didn't get it either. He's making $5 million this year. Now, to some, that's like, man, that's a lot of money. But the difference between making $5 million and making $29 million is the rookie extension. So when people start putting up gaudy numbers like Miles Bridges is, he's putting up some gaudy numbers. I'm talking about his first four games, 25 and 10, 32 and 9, 30 and 7. I think last night he had 32 and 12. Them some gaudy numbers. And when people start putting up gaudy numbers like that, you look to the money. That's what I do. That's what I do. When I see guys in the NBA that's in their second, second, third, fourth year, and they start putting up big time numbers, they're trying to get paid. And I don't blame them. I don't blame him. Take whatever paycheck that you got right now and times it by five. He's trying to maximize his salary by maximizing his ability. That's what Miles is doing, and he's gotten into the lab. I don't see him back at Michigan State football games a lot. He might come to homecoming. I don't see him on social media doing a whole lot. Kind of like Lamelo, he been in the lab. We call that the lab, and I ain't talking about a scientist. He been in a. It's obvious he been in the lab. Because he's making step back threes now. He creating his own shop, even though he did get dunked on by Jalen Brown. But if you're a high level player, you're going to get dunked on. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. And he said, I'm jumping every time. It's it's overtime. It's a tie game. It's three minutes ago. Yes, I'm jumping at that. And I just happened to get got. And he got got. But trust me, he didn't got a whole lot more than he didn't got got. You only got, he only got got one or two times. He didn't call a whole lot more other people, but he's trying to get paid. It's the money. Follow the money. We're going to call him money on the mission for money miles, man, because to multiply your salary by five, the rookie extension, he'll make $29 million this year. Not next year. The moment that he signs the rookie extension, he goes from making $5 million this year to making $29 million. That would motivate me, too. So when you're looking at these high-level players that's performing well early in the season like Miles Bridges is and another surprise player that I want to talk about, Ja Morant, they trying to get money, man. They trying to get paid. They trying to get paid, period. Like, Ja Morant has already had a 40-point game this season. He's had 40-10, and 28-8, and 37-16. and, 37 and 16. Like, he trying to get paid, too. Now, drop the dud against the Blazers. I get it. And he still almost had a triple-double. So, like, John Morant is another one of those players. You're not naming four point guards in the league better than him right now. Sorry, you're not. Top five point guards in the league, John Morant is on that list. And he's still on a rookie contract. This is just year two. This is just year two. He's just 21 years old. He's a young pup. I I said, it's the young pups that's running the league now. It's not the old heads. The old heads had their turn. The Kawhi Leonard's, the LeBron James, the, the CP3s, y'all that had y'all turn. It's the young dogs now. The young dogs run the league. Period. That's all it is. But these, try, these guys trying to get paid, right? He's another one of them guys that can maximize off of getting the rookie extension. Now, he won't be eligible to the end of the year, but he's making $9.6 million this year. If he signs the rookie extension, he can make $31 million next year. That's a lot of money for a guy that's 21, 22 years old. That's a lot of money. That kind of, Those kind of numbers will motivate me to be in the gym. It will motivate me to get with whoever I was with to get me here to get the best trainers around, to eat the best food that I can eat, to take care of my body, stay off of social media, so I can go from making $9 million to $30 million. It's a lot of money, man. And, man, I just screwed his name up. Ja Morant is the truth. He's that deal. He's that deal. He's one of the top five point guards in the league. Book it. Now, I might do a segment next week where I break down my top – players from each position in NBA I know y'all don't like hearing me talking about the NBA but it's basketball it's popping right now Jamal rant is popping he's right where he needs to be so when you talk about the NBA there have been a lot of talk about the top 75 and I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it uh, I made a post on social media talking about Clay Thompson didn't deserve to be on the top 75 and I still stand by that I think he top 100 he ain't top 75 that's just my opinion he, was, he only had two All-NBA first or second teams, 19 points a game, 20 points per game. Yeah, I know he scored 37. Yeah, I know he was on one of the highest winning teams ever. They still didn't win the title that year. I I, I wonder if he, he, he had a play in that. He did. So if you're going to give him props for the wins, for the chips, oh, he won three championships. Okay, well, they got two or three they probably should have run, and he was on that team too. So let's talk about that as well. Um, he has a good argument, right? He's easily top 100, top 75. Ah, I might put him at 80 if I was doing him a top 100. I just don't think he top 75. That's just me. I'm just that's just how I am. Uh, a lot of people were upset about it. I think, and, and and some people say, well, the fact that he played on a really good team hurts him. Yeah, it does. But if you that guy, it don't matter. He ain't Steph. He ain't KD. But he still get his shots. So why can't he be just as good as Steph? They're on the same team. Well, you say, well, you can't get three guys on the same team on the top 75. And I'd be like, well, I mean, Jabbar, Magic, Worthy were all on the same team. They're all top 75. So it was possible. It's just in this instance, I think he's top 100 and not top 75. He felt some way about it, and it is what it is. Kyrie, on the other hand, I don't think he's top 75 either. I don't think he's done outside of making the one shot and scoring 40 in the finals, averaging 35 with LeBron, which is a pretty big deal. And him hitting that one, you know, sidestep step step back for the game. Outside of that, I mean, he was a disaster in Boston. They didn't win. And with New Jersey, it's kind of looking like the same type of deal. So if he top 75, he should have been got another one by now. He should have got Boston to the finals. He should have been able to. And even though he was hurt, he should have been able to main factor for the Nets to make sure that they win a title. But I ain't seen it, so I can't put Kyrie in there either, right? Like I heard on one podcast I listened to, he ain't Dame, he ain't Steph, he ain't Russ. So I get why he ain't in there. Everybody can't make the top 75 list. I'm sorry. It's not a handout. And once you find out that it's not a handout you'll learn how to navigate the list a little bit better. But it's your coach that knows who's the most. I've talked enough about the NBA, almost 20 minutes or so talking about the NBA. I know y'all don't like that as much, but I'm bringing a segment back, and it's called Pulling the Curtain Back. And I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, If you guys don't know my background, this is your first or second time listening to Coach Cam. I spent three years coaching at the Division II level in college. And while I was coaching in college, I was responsible for a lot of things. I was the only full-time assistant on staff, which meant I had to do everything. I had to run all the camps, I had to do all the recruiting, had to work on all the players, had to do all the practices, all the games, everything. All the scouting, video, everything, right? So I had to do a lot of the recruiting. And this is kind of what sparked my interest in recruiting Michigan players. Um, At the university I was at, they didn't really want to recruit a lot of Michigan players. They wanted me to spend a lot of time in Indiana, Ohio, Chicago. And I'm like, it's a guy right down the street that can help us out. Uh, He's okay, but the guy from Indy would be a better fit. And I just didn't didn't think so. Um, So that kind of sparked my interest in recruiting Michigan players. But I want to talk to you guys, to the coaches that listen to this program, to the players that listen to this program. Just hear me out. We're going to talk about nine d one recruiting. In my 17 years of coaching, 15 of those at the high school level, 14 of those at the high school level, the majority of my players didn't go Division one. I've had some Division one players. Shane Phillips went to Liberty. Paul Williams played at Dayton. Mike Huntley went to Citadel. Um, Edmund Sumner went to Xavier. Uh, I know it's a few people. Uh, Mylon Williams went to Colgate. Uh, so I know it's a few I'm missing, Ian Larkins with the U of D. Uh, and D, probably a couple more. I'm not talking about my AU guys, I'm talking about high school guys that I coached, able to play at the Division I level. If I were to name the D2 guys, I would be talking for a while. The Danny Sutherlands of the world, the Deshaun Lewis's of the world that played for me at Country Day. I've coached way more Division II, Division Three guys than I did Division I guys. And the reason why that is, even if you're a really good program in the state of Michigan, you're not going to have five Division I guys. You'd be lucky to have four. You'd be lucky to have two Division I guys, to be quite honest with you. And even if you have two, the next two or three years, it's going to be hard to get another two unless you a top-tier program. It's only a few programs that have multiple Division I players on their roster every single year. Division I. Now, I'm not talking about the same player. I'm not talking about a player that was good when he was young and he stayed four years and that counts for a Division I player on your team every year. That doesn't count. I'm talking about being able to have Division I players every single sec- it's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. If it is, you win in the state title every year or pr- pretty close. Every year, you're pretty close. Or to St. Mary- like Mary's, last three years, they've had Division I players. Grand Blank, last couple years, they've had Division I players. Ferndale, last couple years, they've had Division I players. So there are teams that are doing it Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Division I players. But even those schools have had more D2 players, D3 NAI, JUCO, than D1. So I want to talk about non D1 recruiting. Here's the first thing that you need to know players, not everybody's going to play D1. Now, I know it's cliche. But here in the state of Michigan, we have way more opportunities to play 91 than Division I. Division I, we've got Michigan, Michigan State, Central, Western, Eastern, Oakland, and I want to say that's it, UAD. So we got seven Division I programs in the state of Michigan. Well, you got at least seven Division, I, Division II programs just in the GLIAC. And I'm just, that's just a GLIAC. We're not mentioning the MIAA, the, the 10 teams that's MIAA, 10 or 11. We're not mentioning the WAC, the, the Wolverine Conference, NAIA, Division three. one of those two. We're not mentioning the JUCO Conference that's that's putting guys Division I, Division II every year at a high level. So you have more op- – there's more schools. So if you have more schools, if you have 20-plus – let's just say if we've got 30 colleges in Michigan – only seven out of the 30 are Division I. So that means the other 23 are the schools that you're going to go to, players. You're going to go to the other 23 schools because it's a small pot. Those Division One schools only looking at a small group of players every year. They might look, be looking at 15 players. That's two. If each if each inter- university gets two players from Michigan every year, that's 15 players. If two players from the other 20 team, 23 teams, you're talking about 50, so you're going to be a part of the 15 or the 50. Chances are you're going to be in the 50. I like to deal with numbers, and they'll tell you, oh, only a certain amount of kids make it to the NBA. Only a certain amount of kids get able to play college. I get that. Those ain't my numbers. You spend time with me, and you have the desire and the belief to play college basketball, you're going to play college basketball. we just depending on the level, your skill level and the level you're going to play at. That's just how I am as a coach. That's how I am. I can't speak for nobody else. I can't speak for nobody else. But as a coach, my, my my level of effectiveness is do I get kids to the next level? And in my honest opinion, you have more opportunities to play D2, D3, NAIA, and Juco than you do D1. Now, the D1s, those players, you know exactly who those players are. No, they recruit, to be honest. The D1 players recruiting is easy. Now you going to get a lot of phone calls like Emma Sumner. Everybody was recruiting Emma Sumner. Everybody was recruiting Paul Williams. Everybody was. So th- that's easy. Uh, coach, I'll be there for the gym. Okay, cool. Coach, I'll be there at lunch to talk to Paul. Okay, cool. Like we're going to offer him. Okay, cool. Like that recruiting is easy. It's the 91 that's that's hard. It's not easy to do. So coaches, you got to spend more time on your 91 guys and your D1 guys. Yeah, everybody's going to come and try to get Tyson a cuff out of cast. But what the what about LeGrier? Where what he going to do? What about Sanders? What he going to do? Right? So you're going to have more guys that's going to play 91. So with those guys, you got to send out emails, you got to go to team camps, you got to attend elite camps, you got to make phone calls, you have coaches, you got to be proactive. Your guys are not going to go 91 without your help. Let me say that again. Let me repeat that. High school coaches, your guys that play at the 9D1 level, they're not going to play at the 9D level if they don't have your help. If they don't have you pushing them, you can't leave it up to the AAU coach. Now, if you and the AAU coach get on the same page, things work differently. But when the season starts, it's November. The AAU coach ain't around. That's I'm just going I'm, I'm keeping it a buck with you. This is what we do here at the coach camp talking hoops podcast. The AAU coach ain't around in November. He around in June, he around in July. At the fall leagues, in the November, he ain't around. So this is your time, coaches. This is your time to be talking to coaches, email them, get their email address, not the head coach, the assistant. You know, you're sending out film, you're sending out transcripts, you're sending out feelers so these coaches can come to your opening gyms. So these jo- coaches can come see you in fall leagues. So these coaches can come see you when you play your first game. But if you're not making no phone calls, and you're not making um, – writing no emails for your players – They're not going to get recruited. Remember, I'm talking about 91. They need your help. So if a coach calls you, I don't care what level it is. If a coach emails or texts you, I don't care what level it is. They need a response in 24 hours. I don't care if it's the worst program in the state because coaches talk. That coach at the NAIA, he might be at another school a year from now. He might be in the GLIAC. And you'd be like, man. I ain't answer his phones or calls last year on one of my players, and now I got a guy that can definitely play at Northwood. Now he on Northwood staff. Coaches talk. College coaches talk. So if I talk to an NAIA coach and, like, Coach, Coach Cam, man, I'm trying to recruit this kid from this school, but they're not returning my calls. They're not returning my emails. This is exactly what I tell said coach. Recruit somebody else. They don't want to go to your school. Either they're too big to, to play at the NAIA level, or they just won't play. And then they're gonna be calling you in March, and then it's gonna be your fault. So if if they don't respond, and that's why I'm telling you, coaches, you gotta respond. You gotta at least show the interest because you need more interest. The more interest, the better. So if I can put on Twitter, such and such get an offer from Sienna Heights, it might not seem like a lot, but then Madonna's looking like, man, who is this kid that just got offered? helping and it's like, who is this kid that just got this offer? Olivet, like, and then all of a sudden, now you're recruiting turns and it turns and it turns, and then you get a bunch of NAIA D3 offers. What do you think the glead coaches are doing? Well, if this kid got all these offers from these college coaches, that means they think that he's a college player. I need to look into it. Now, he might not be our level, but guess what? He might have a 4.0. And why would you go D3 and pay some money when you go D2 and get your get your, your school paid for like, it's those kind of things that we don't know about. We don't talk about. But Coach Cam is going to talk about it. So when I talked about doing the work, right, D1s is easy. The 9 d 2s take work. I need you to be proactive, coaches. I need you to be proactive for the 9 d one guys because those are the guys that need the help. Now, when we talk about returning emails and texts and phone calls, I know you got a lot going on. You got kids. You got your team you're trying to get together. You got your wife that's talking about ah. I'm dreading looking for the high school season. So you got a lot of factors into it. And you might not have a whole lot of time to return a lot of calls. Here's what you do. The text is the easiest way. Coach, I got your call. I'm going to give you a call when I get a minute. I'm a little bit busy. Boom. That takes two seconds to do. Or you can say, Coach, not available, kind of busy. Can we talk via text? Or you can send an email. Like there are ways to communicate with coaches without taking up a whole bunch of time. I know me personally, I don't have a whole lot of time. But lucky for me, ain't a whole lot of people calling me in my phone. There ain't but a few coaches that call me every day. And it's only a few. But I don't have a whole lot of D1s. The moment that I do or D2s? The moment that I do, trust me, my phone going to be ringing off the hook and I might not answer them because where you been been the last two years? This whole recruit the mitten segment, like all of this, where you been been? Honestly, I know who don't get my I know who don't call me and who do. So when it comes to time where they're going to need me, see, some of these coaches, they only call and text you when they need you. But if you're proactive, it don't matter. For me, I'm proactive. It don't matter. I could care less while I talk to 100 coaches or five. I don't care because I'm I'm in a different lane, man. I've been in this basketball game for a while, and it's time for me to share the knowledge with you coaches. So when we talk about returning the call or text, make sure that happens within 24 hours, and the email is good too. Now, if you do all that you're supposed to do, you answer all the emails, all the texts, you go to all the camps, elite camps, you go on the visit, you watch them practice, you watch them play, like Fair State played Michigan State last night, and you might have went up there and watched Ben, ben Kent Crenshaw play, who's from the Metro Detroit area, play for Ferris, or watch Walter Kelser, who's at Fairs doing it big, he's going to be a first team all GLIAC kind of guy, right, and you're watching your high school players play in these exhibition games that used to play for you, you got to remember if you do all that you're supposed to do, you got to look at other options. And here in Michigan, you got a lot of options for college basketball. And it, I don't know about any other state, but here in Michigan, you have a lot of options. So if you have no D2 options, you can't get in the GLIAC, all right, cool. You can't afford the D3 school, okay, cool. NAIA, NAIA is not showing you no love, okay, cool. If you're proactive and you've been in front of those, in those places, and it don't work, You can always go JUCO. The JUCO route is not what it was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, if you were Prop 48, if you didn't have good grades, you just went JUCO, and, you know, your story was your story. Now you got players that are qualifiers. You got players that are under-recruited. You got players that are 4.0s going to junior colleges to get more exposure, to get that extra one or two years. You got a guy like Leon Ayers who nobody was recruiting out of Troy High School. Nobody was recruiting Leon Ayers. I'm telling tell you right now, I didn't want to recruit him. I told him he had to get tougher. A-Dub called me about Leon Ayers. I told A-Dub, hey, man, I like his game. He can shoot. He got to get stronger. He got to get tougher. And that's exactly what he did after one year at Henry Ford, but he couldn't come out after one year. He had to go back another year at Henry Ford Community College. Not only does he come back, he's a 20-plus point scorer. He's one of the best players in the state. And he ends up going to division one. But he got to go way down to Georgia to go to Division One. Come on, man. You couldn't go to Oakland. You couldn't go to UAD. You couldn't go to Central? He got to go all the way to Georgia to play Division I just to come back and play at Duquesne. Like, come on. Come on, coaches, we got to keep these kids here. That's part of why I do this podcast, to give you all the information. But we have a lot of non-Division 1 options. But if they all don't go well, you might have to play Division 2. You might have to play Juco, and it's nothing wrong with that because only a small percentage of players play college basketball. But them ain't my percentages, though. Check my stats. Check the stat line, baby. And that's what I mean. There, there are a lot of options. JUCO is very good in Michigan now. You got Henry Ford Community College, that's good. You got Macomb, that's good. My JUCO report is coming soon. All right, so be looking forward to that. Schoolcraft has a new coach with McMath, they'll still be good. Uh talked about McComb. Uh Grand Rapids is gonna be okay. St. Clair, they, they've been pretty good here recently. So you've Delta, they've got a new coach, they've been pretty good recently. Uh, Wayne County, they'll be okay. They got a whole new facility, so that opens up the ball game for for Wayne County Community College, WC3. That opens up the ball game for them. They got a whole new facility. So if things don't work out, you can go JUCO or you can go prep if you're that good. If you're that good, you can play Sunrise Christian Academy, who's going to be top 10. You can play at a Don Bosco. There are options on the prep level. As well, So you have a lot of options, coaches, and players. If things are going your way, you might have to walk on somewhere. You might have to try and be a GA or be a student manager. And if it all doesn't work out and you did everything you were supposed to do, trust me, good things happen to good people that work hard. Let me say that back. Good things happen to good people that work hard. So if you're a good person and you work hard, some way, some good things are going to happen to you. You ain't got to play basketball. You could be a scout. You could be a coach. If I had started my career at 19 as instead of 23, if I just went to school and I just went to UAD because I had the connection with Perry Watson, my dad knew him, I knew everybody. Like I knew Willie Green, He the coach at New Orleans Pelicans now. We grew up in the same street. So I knew everything, UAD. I knew everything about UAD, but we couldn't afford it. If I had just said, you know what, I'm gonna be an assistant, a student assistant coach, get my degree, and in four years, he probably would have hired me. That's a Division I school. Ain't no telling what I've been been there now. You wouldn't be listening to Coach Cam talking hoops on a podcast. I've been making too much money. So sometimes that's an option. I've told a young man on a podcast before, my basketball ain't going to never stop bouncing, ever. Ever. It's been two years since I coached college. You think that stopped me? That didn't stop me at all. I was working a regular job. I wasn't coaching at all. I went a whole year wasn't coaching at all. I was working two jobs, working at the airport, and... I was just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I have to find a way to get paid at what I'm good at. I'm good at teaching you how to shoot, like I told you last week. I'm good at basketball talk. So that's why I'm doing it. So if all these options don't work for you to play in college basketball, maybe it's time for you to switch your mindset. Maybe it's time for you to be an agent. Maybe it's time to figure out, oh, how how does Rich Paul get his job? How does Willie Green get to be a head coach in the NBA? How does Casino Martin get to be the head coach at... Missouri. Like, how do those things happen? Go look at their background. Look and see what they, the things that they've done. And, th- and that might be your route. You might say, hey, I need to learn how to be Rich Paul. where well, to be Rich Paul, you got to be really smart or know somebody that's really wealthy or very, 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 very good at basketball. Well, you might be cool with Ty Rogers. Or you might be cool with Imani Bates. Well, it ain't going to be two Imani Bates. Somebody got to handle his affairs and handle with funds and all of that. So you have other options and I wanted to pull the curtain back a little bit to try to give you more, more options well, unless your coach said no, who's the most, man, we going to keep this thing rolling in the next segment. we going to, I got some news and announcements. You know how, like, you go to church and all the really important stuff they say for the news and announcements part? They got this person to come up to the mic. It's really important information, but you really don't pay attention to it. This is kind of that part of the segment. So if you turn it off, I don't mind. But I got to talk about my camps coming up. I got to talk about what we got, a holiday classic. I got to do it. So this is the part of church where you, you make sure you pull your couple dollars out that you can put in the pulpit or whatever. And you like, oh, man, old lady saying the same. Same stuff she said last week. Okay, they got band practice. They got choir practice. We know they doing that. This is that portion of the podcast, but it's cool. It's your coach that owns who's the most, so we're going to keep it rolling. The first thing you need to know about this next Saturday. Next Saturday is November 6th. We got we got the camp jumping off, man. We got high-level girls coming, all classes, class of 25, 24, 23, 22, boys and girls. Here's what you need to know, right? It's not just a showcase event. I'm going to teach you how to play a little bit of basketball. Not a whole lot because you only got three hours. Do it three hours in the morning for the girls three hours in the afternoon for the boys and we got some high level players coming i got a girl coming she go to a psl school she already got three or four offers she's gonna be there i got a guy coming coming all the way from the west side of the state he already got an offer he's coming so if you want to get involved if you want exposure from Mint and recruit because that's what i do i am mitten recruit i got the shirt on right now it's my company i do everything so if you want exposure from men recruit come to the camp that's the easiest way to do it Right? I got people telling me all day, they give me calls, they shoot me texts, coach, how can I get involved on your website? Coach, how can I get an article? Come to my camp. You come to my camp, you show out. I'm going to talk about you. But if you come to my camp and you lay a dud, I'm telling you, I'm not going to talk about you. I ain't going to talk about you on the podcast. I might not say nothing, but that's on you and your game. So when you come to my showcase and you come to my events, you got to bring your game. Don't be keeping it at home thinking I'm going to play cool. I'm not going to go hard in the drills. I'm going to try to take every shot in the the 5-on-5 portion and try to look like an all-star Kyrie when I'm really, you know, Bronny James, I ain't LeBron, right? You trying to do that? Don't do that. Play your games. Play the right way. And I'm going to talk about you. That's one of the things we got going on. So November 6th at Oakland Fieldhouse, like I said, we got girls in the morning from 10 to 1. We got boys in the afternoon from 2 to 5. So if you're a high school basketball player and you think you got game, this is the way to prove it. I don't care what school you go to. We got limited spots. We only taking 60, and about 40 to 45 of those are already filled. So if you're trying to get down, if you're hearing this, you need to register today. And the way you register, go to mittenrecruit.com. Uh, click on camps and events and register for the camp November 6th, next Saturday, it's going down. Now, we gotta talk about the Holiday Classic, even though it's a month from now, it's in December. Doing a Holiday Classic now. I've worked many of the Holiday Classics, I've been to a Holiday Classic, and in my mind, why go to them when you can we can throw one? Right, so I'm, I'm figuring it out, like, you know what? I'm tired of being the person to just going to stuff. I'm gonna do it on my own, I'm gonna do it. Like I said, when I go to these events, a lot of times I be thinking, why don't I do this? Like what like what does it take for me to do it? Like a lot of time I'm I'm so intelligent, I got enough basketball knowledge. Well, if there's anything basketball-wise, I can do. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a scout, if it's film, if it's refing, if it's coaching, if it's playing, if it's shooting, I can do it all. So when I go to some of these events, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, it's like, why can't I do it? And I'm at the point of my career, I'm just doing it, man. I'm doing it, I'm doing my own thing. So now I'm doing the holiday classic. The holiday class is December 19th. It's at Macomb Community College and it's popping off. We got six teams. I think I'm ready to give you the matchups, but not quite. I ain't made the flyer yet. When I make the flyer, I'm gonna tell you the six six teams that's in it. But trust me, it's gonna be three good games. You know, it's on a Sunday. It ain't no other, other games going on on Sunday. So come check us out at Macomb College. We got games going on two, four, and six. I got a call today, four coaster's trying to get in. So that might change, that might go. I might add a game. I don't know just yet, but just know it's going down. Holiday Classic, Macomb County Community College. And I had an idea. This might be a regional thing. So my Saginaw people hit me up. They say, why don't our Saginaw schools play? So I, used, I coached college in Saginaw for three years. I worked in their school systems. They got some good teams up there. So Torrey Jackson that played at Buena Vista, we talked about him last episode. He's like, man, we got to get our Saginaw teams together to, and let them play. And I'm like, "How? why not we have a holiday classic hosted by men Recruit in Saginaw? He's like, man, that's a great idea. So this might be a regional thing we do. We're going to do it in the Metro Detroit area this year. Next year, it might be Saginaw Saginaw. the year after that it might be Grand Rapids, the year after that, I don't know. We might go up north with it. We probably won't. There ain't enough players up north, I ain't gonna lie to you. We might even go to Flint, but the Flint schools is high, can't drink the water and all that. So we not gonna do that. But what I'm saying is this might be a regional event that's gonna be more than just Metro Detroit. Right? Everybody wants to have the Motor City Round Ball and it's always in Detroit. Nah, nah, nah. Not men recruit. We're gonna go out to Grand Rapids and do it one year. We're gonna go out to Saginaw and do it one year. I like that idea. How can I pull it off? I don't know. I'm just going to do it and let the chips fall where they lay. So that's what it is. We at Macomb County, Community College, December 19th. Make sure you're there for that. So the last thing I want to say is make sure you guys go to menrecruit.com. Check out my articles. I got articles on uh, who the top players to watch in the 2025 class. My latest article is on uh, the exhibition games going on. So Ferris State played Michigan State last night. They didn't lose by 50. They didn't lose by 40. But it was like, ah, 38. Right, Because when Division IIs play Division Is, it's a bigger game for the Division II teams than it is Division ones. For the Division ones, the reason why it's called an exhibition is because it's kind of like a warm-up, unless you play a really good team. But trust me, Grand Valley is different from Fair State. Michigan State is playing Grand Valley next week. That's going to be a different game. Fair State, they got a really good player, Walter Kelser. He's a really good player. He's an all player. But Grand Valley has a national-ranked type of team. National-ranked. Jake Van Tubergen. They got. I can tell you about the players they got, but trust me, when Michigan State plays them, they are gonna have to play for real. Just like when we they played us at the school I used to coach at. I don't say the name, but they only beat us by eight. And there was players on that Michigan State roster I'm circling on our scout. Like if this guy guards you, you getting twenty. And guess what? Our top guy had nineteen. Our second guy had seventeen. Guess what? Those two players are doing now? They still playing ball overseas, making more money than I am talking to you. So when you if for these Division two teams, it's really big. It's a really big deal. Because you can send that tape out. If I'm Jake Van again and I go for 15 and 10 against Michigan State, that, that that is plateauing anything I do for the year on the Division II. I just got it in against one of the best teams in the country. I put 20 and 10 on them. So it's a big game for these GLIAC schools. Make sure you go to my website and check out the article, menofrecruit.com. Uh, I got my JUCO report, and I'm going to be talking about next week. We got some JUCO head coaches I'm going to interview. We're going to put that on the podcast and tell you I'm trying to do a few different things this season. And talking about doing a few different things, one of the things I like to do, I like to play fan-do. Okay, when you coach high school, you can, you can sports bet. You can play fantasy football. You can play fantasy basketball. You can play fan-do. Right For me, I like playing FanDuel. Now, I ain't putting $10, $15, $20 on it. Don't drop your mortgage on a $5 flame parlay. Don't do that. But this is my $5 flame parlay. If it hits, we win $4.50. I spread the wealth. I like to hit, and I want other people to hit too. So put this in your books. I got Kuzma for 15 points. I got DeMar DeRozan for 20 points. I got Jalen Green for 15. He's been going crazy. I got Luca to get 10 rebounds. Now he, he's the kind of guy that, that teeters around the triple-double level a lot. So him ten, getting 10 rebounds isn't a stretch. And the last one might be a little bit of a stretch, but he's playing well. Draymond Green getting 10 rebounds. So this is the $5 flame five. It got five legs. It's Kuzma getting 15. It's DeRozan getting 20. Jalen Green getting 15. Luca getting 10 boards. And Draymond Green getting 10 boards. And and that's 450, and let's go to the club, and let's pop a bottle, because we just won a fame dollar flame parlay, but you already know what it is, man, it's your coach that knows who's the most, didn't want to keep you long this week, because there ain't a whole lot of basketball to talk about outside the NBA, I wanted to pull the curtain back, and talk about nine division 1 recruiting, and give you some updates of what men recruiting coach Cam got coming on, but it's your coach that knows who's the most, and I'ma holla at y'all, man, peace. It's what? your coach.